Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Overcast Podcast Deep Dive. I'm Corey. I'm Wes. And today we are super excited to be talking about none other than Frankie and the Witch Fingers. <laughs> now, this getting them on has been a, a long process. Um, I've since the Spaghetti Jesus episode way back when. <laughs> After that came out, I started talking to them, and with everything that was going on, with you know, shit, uh, uh, global things. But where it finally happened, regardless of all that, it, we're finally in it, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, and what a what a discography to do a deep dive on, huh, Wes? Yeah, quite a lot to get through. Um, I was listening to him a lot over this past weekend, and um, at work on Friday, and. I was loving every second of it, just painting, relaxing. Well, not relaxing, but working. But my head would not stop bobbing for yep. hours and hours on end. That's usually how it goes. Um, <laughs> my neck usually hurts. Well, my whole body <laughs> usually hurts after listening to Frankie because I just, you know, it's a bunch of sporadic movements with them, and it's great. <laughs> when I was listening to them, I was like, Man, I really want to go to a show, and I can only imagine how insane the mosh pit would be at their shows. Yeah, I had I, I saw them uh, at Levitation mm-hmm. uh, in 2019, or I don't know, I lose track of time now. But uh, they were incredible, one of the best live acts I've seen to date. And um, Jesus, like they're they're so good, like their live their live performance and. Um, what is it? They're on stage. Uh, presence, energy. Presence, their presence, yes. Yeah. It, it was just, uh, it was electric, and it was great. And my body mm-hmm. hurt after that show, too, because it was just nonstop bobbing and, you know, movement and dancing. Um, but, yeah, uh, I got into Frankie. I think we both did. Well, I got into them on the release of Zam. I had heard about them, of, co- of course, with the, like, now iconic brain telephone um, I had seen them, their names floating around and stuff, but when Zam came out, or when they started releasing singles off Zam, I was like, yeah, I I, I dove in head first, and I was like, these are great. Let me check out their other stuff, and I was like, I really wish I had gotten on them sooner. I was um I was seeing a bunch of like pictures of Zam. I guess when it came out, like I follow a bunch of uh pages on Insta where they post pictures of their records and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that looks like a, a cool album cover. I should listen to it one day. Finally, one day I did, and I was like, oh my god. I don't know why yeah. I didn't listen to them more later, but... They're incredible. certainly been a great treat to listen to yeah. them. For sure. So we're going to run through all their full lengths, uh, starting with Sidewalk. We're doing Sidewalk. They're self-titled Heavy Roller, Brain Telephone, Zam. And monsters eating people, eating monsters, eating people, eating monsters, etc. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to jump to a specific album, time codes will be in the description. Um, but yeah, here we go. We're starting off with Sidewalk. Their first album, originally released on cassette in 2013, and for the first time on vinyl in 2017 on Permanent Records. And it was just really re-released and remastered i think last year in 2020 on greenway records um which is great and super exciting stuff 
jeez, uh, what a what a what an intro into the the music scene with with Sidewalk, wouldn't you say, Wes? Yeah, I like that one. Um, I was actually just going through the Spotify discography, so I thought Self Titled was their first album. Uh, so, so I was like, oh, what a great third album! But just overall, I love the the grittiness, the grunginess. It feels like uh, real grimy in a good way, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Every track on, I mean, every, I'm going to say this on every album pretty much, so I might as well get it out of the way. Every <laughs> single track on every album is great. <laughs> but yeah. there's definitely some that stand out, um, as as it is with any album ever. So uh, we're going to cover a few songs that stand out to us uh, through each album. So what, what was the first one for you, Wes, off Sidewalk? The first one off Sidewalk, uh, I was listening to that in the car. <clears throat> um, it was Toke. Uh, made me turn my head. I was like, whoa, what's this? I just want to So yeah, uh, that one obviously is like more of a, a slower song, I guess you could say. It would be a Frankie's version of like a, a ballad, if you will. Um, but it still has that grittiness and um, <clears throat> just the way that he screams and belts it. I was like, oh, it yeah. kind of comes from the heart. It comes from somewhere. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> I feel like uh, if I was at a Frankie concert or if anyone was at a Frankie concert and they played this song, it would be like the breather. Everyone would be like, still kind of moving around, but like, oh, I could breathe now. But once mm-hmm. he starts screaming, just like fucking punch the dude next to you. Yeah. Uh, I also do want to add this. Um, my uh, my toking days are behind me, but this song kind of makes me want to <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I get what you mean. Uh. In terms of like the slower stuff. The the song that I had chosen. I believe is would be considered the slower song of the album. Um, that one's more like a the toke uh, is the one I'm referring to is the one that's more like a like you said it's it's still kind of a breather yeah but it's something that you're just like you're still on edge you're like I'm ready to to still punch somebody right in the mouth <laughs> <laughs> during this song um, but yeah the, so the song that I chose off of Sidewalk which I think would be considered the slower song okay. on Sidewalk is um, Ferris Wheel. And I just love this song. It's it's a real good one. I mean, just the sound of that is incredible. I love it. I, I I'm a sucker for backwards guitar bits. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I that song just naturally is really cool. And the vocals, uh, Dylan has such a cool way of singing. Like, um, he sounds like a different person on certain songs. Yeah. And it's it's really cool. Like th- this one, because he sings with emotion in a lot of songs, obviously. And this one sounds kind of longing, like the way he's singing it. And it's it, it works really well. It kind, the song kind of reminds me of like um, earlier John Frusciante music, actually. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. on Neandra. Uh, I feel like this song would fit pretty well on it. And it's just like the backwards guitar part. I'm, I just fall in love with backwards guitar stuff as soon as I hear it. So, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, it's, I mean, geez, there you can choose any song off any of their albums and like talk about specific key parts. Yeah, because there's just standout parts in all of their songs. So, geez, Sidewalk is really good. Uh, here's another one that both both you and I really like also, and this one is of course Cocaine Dream. Right, bust out Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then punch somebody in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that. The line he opens up with "My way or the highway," like it's such a the perfect opening line to that song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that song uh, has a special endearment for me because with the whole they're they're re-releasing all their albums on a Greenway. Mm-hmm. They're like re-releasing them with. And the way they're doing it is fucking awesome. They're redoing the the album artwork. They're adding like cool spot UV gloss patterns Ooh. on them and stuff. Um, and then they're redoing liner notes and they're doing new wax colors. And the one I have is called the Cocaine Dream Swirl. And it looks really cool. Um, but Does it the, come with uh, little baggies of cocaine inside of it? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't think that'd be uh, legal. But... <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. Greenway, shout out to Greenway. Big ups to you. You guys are fucking killing it with these with these represses. So if you guys uh, want to get Frankie Vinyl, they just repressed a bunch of, or they did new pressings for Sidewalk, Brain Telephone, and um, Heavy Roller on Greenway Records. So a little bit of a plug there. If you want some Frankie Vinyl on some really nice looking wax, go check out Greenway Records. All right. Well, that was it for Sidewalk. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic debut. Uh, now, moving into another great one, of course, is Frankie and the Witch Fingers. Frankie and the Witch Fingers, self-titled. So, yeah, Frankie and the Witch Fingers, self-titled album. Wow, this was another one that when I first so I listened to the singles off Zam, mm-hmm. uh, and this was before Zam came out. 
So I was super pumped for Zam, and I was like, I need to, I need to go and you know revisit everything that they've done. So that way, when Zam came out, I'd be prepared, you know. <laughs> and so, of course, I started with Sidewalk, fantastic. And then I went to this one, and I was like, wow, 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 wow. Like, it, Frankie is definitely one of those bands that they, their albums, you, like after the last album, you're like, they can't top this. There's no way. But then they find a way to top it. <laughs> Just like, wow, incredible stuff. Um, this was actually like the first full album that I listened to by them because I thought it was their their first one because mm-hmm. stupid Spotify. Um, but my overall opinion for the whole album was they have garage down to a T. A lot yep. of bands try to do garage and sometimes it's too gritty. Sometimes it's too violent. Now these guys, they they know what they're doing and I don't think anybody else can really beat them. Yeah. That's yeah, hard to say. I mean, they're so unique, a, that's, though. <laughs> that's a big statement. But I, they definitely are one of the, in my opinions, one of the staple bands in modern like garage psych slash pop music. Yeah. Um, especially like with their earlier stuff. Like it's, it's, the, we'll start with this. Song. Like the first, my, my pick from this album is, of course, Lou Reed, the track. Oh. And it's absolutely incredible. It's it's a great track. So, I mean, I even wrote it in my notes. That song is, like, a perfect example of, like, psychedelic garage slash pop. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it was plucked straight from the 60s. Yeah. Like, if if I had a time machine and traveled back to the (laughs) 60s, this would not be out of place if it were playing there. (laughs) True. Like, in a, on, like, in, like, a radio station or something. Um, And it's great. Just the mixture of the sitar on it and then the keyboard work on it is just fuck it it works so well and yet another example of dylan lending his voice to kind of just make the song that much more of a unique thing like he it's like they're like oh i don't know if this was intentional or anything i doubt it but they're like oh let's let's make this song sound like it's from the 60s um maybe it would uh, maybe it was because it's named after lou reed but um I mean, he's just like, okay, let me get my '60s voice. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You know, <laughs> it's it's great stuff and really, really good stuff. My pick is um, <clears throat> called "Vibrations" by Frankie and the Witch Fingers, of course. Now, this one um, I discovered on Spotify. I didn't know it was Frankie. I was like, "What mm. is this? This sounds amazing!" But. I mean...
So that specific part, I mean, <clears throat> like what you said, that's like 60s garage. Go back in time, hear that playing in San Francisco on the radio, mm-hmm. on the underground scene. Like, it's just so perfect. Uh, the rest of the song, uh, I mean, you can't hear it on here since we just played that, um, has that like kind of Western feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds yeah. me a lot of uh, when I was a kid, like going on road trips, driving through the hill country here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, just open plains, you can see the sun rising and shit like that. Felt mm-hmm. very at home. Yeah. I can definitely, I can definitely get that that Western vibe to it. Yeah, it's really, it's really good stuff. And I love the the wah guitar, the wah 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 wah. Yeah, like it. it's awesome. I, I have another track later on a on a different album that that sort of opens up with that. Um, and I made note of the wah guitar on that also. So their their feet are working overtime in this band on the yeah, wah. Yeah, imagine pedals. their calf muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And especially I have to I have to I want to bring this up to Dylan next week also. But um when when I saw even like seeing live concerts of them uh on YouTube and stuff, he does this cool dance. And I don't know if it's uh like if he's meaning to do it, but like he does this really cool thing. And when I saw him, I was just staring at him. I was like, "Yeah, this guy is full energy." And he wears glasses <laughs> and like he's just constantly just like I was like, "My god." I would go, I would go through like thirty pairs of glasses a tour <laughs> if I if I like jammed like him, um, but yeah I'll I'll bring that up to him next week. It's just he's he's a very entertaining man to watch play live to say the least. So coming off the back of the self titled, we go into dare I say a heavy hitter? No 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 that's a heavy roller. So yeah, this this next album uh, in their discography is Heavy Roller, and this was one of the oh, in in my first run through of their whole discography way back when a few years ago. Heavy Roller was definitely the one that stood out to me in, in terms of the the first three. I mean, Sidewalk and. Now we'll we'll say things like, "Oh yeah, this song is my favorite off the album," or "This is my favorite album." Then this is no way us putting down any of their other work, because like we said, all of their work is great. But and like, of course, Sidewalk and their self-titled are fucking amazing. But Heavy Roller was definitely out of the three of those when I had listened to them first. Heavy Roller was definitely the one that stood out to me because it was like, wow, you know. I feel like this one had they started doing more. Um, exploring different sounds. Uh, mm. Self-titled and Sidewalk was definitely really cool, key, you know, rock, garage, you know, more heavier stuff. But this one had tracks that I'll mention that are kind of different. Um, Just kind of branching out, getting out of that comfort zone. Exactly, but you could still tell it's Frankie. Yeah. Like, they, they do a really good job of that, too. They, they, do diff- they explore different sounds and stuff, but it's still solely Frankie, and it's great stuff. Um so yeah, I, every track on this is great, but we're going to tell you which ones are our favorites. <laughs> so you want to start it off, Wes? Yep. 
So, off of a heavy roller, for me it was uh, the vibe. Really was vibing. Is it really any surprise that this would be my favorite since uh, Vibrations was my favorite for the last one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're really into vibes, huh? Yeah. Well, not just <laughs> vibes, vibrations. Yeah, haha. But uh, it's that cowboy western kind of sound. Like, I really dig that sound. Mm. And a, a lot of the music that I hear out there of people trying to make that, it just doesn't hit the mark for me. But for mm. some reason, Frankie and the Witch Fingers know how to do it. And my God, that melody, the do dee 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 Oh, that's just... Um, that melody, though, it's just like they went back in time, uh, scanned someone's brain that was going to write a song. Like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> the guy from 13th Floor Elevators. Uh, made mm -hmm. him forget it, came back in time. They were like, let's record that. It's just, uh, they hit the fucking nail on the head for that. 60s garage psych western i don't know Definitely. i don't know how else to put it yeah they're really good at that i it's funny because if if i didn't know where they were from i might have assumed they were from texas yeah uh because like you said they they have that they have that down to a science that sound and um like the whole theme of this song in particular like yeah it starts off like you know kind of westerny goes into that little melodic thing i feel mm. like the last maybe third of the song it just feels like a tornado's taking over everything and then it just vanishes and i love that i love the thematicness i don't know if that's a word but i love that thematicness That's when you get swept away by the tornado. Yeah, that's uh, the Wizard of Oz. The tornado came. Yeah, but yeah, they took even more acid than in the regular Wizard <laughs> of Oz. <laughs> it's great stuff. Uh, the one of the key tracks for me is you'll find that this is a pretty reoccurring theme for me in particular. But I think Frankie and the Witch Fingers are incredible at choosing their opening tracks. Like, every single album, the opening track hooks you. Like, it just grabs you by the goddamn collar and rings you in. It's like, I'm Frankie and the Witch Fingers, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and they hold you there the whole time. And you're like, okay, now I'm prepared for this album. And I think, uh, I mean, this is one of, this might be the best opener to one of their albums, in my opinion. And it might be a hot topic, but, you know, uh, it's 6,000 Horns.
I mean, my God Almighty, that's just a f- groovy song. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I can't. I, it makes me. I don't know what's. I when I hear it, I just want to like get in a cool car, like a convertible, an older <laughs> car, and a convertible, and just drive real cool, like like down like, <laughs> I don't know, Hollywood down, Boulevard or something. Oh, and, I thought you were gonna say down Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just awesome, like driving by a beach or something. Yeah, and. His vocals are incredible. Like the way he sings it, it sounds very like uh, I wrote him down as. um, I love his sliding vocals because it's like, I am you with the like it's very (laughs) like like the way he like, it's like yeah it does like this kind of thing and it it's great like it lends to the song so well and the harmonies on the the harmonies on the yeah i was about to play that part right now i I have to play a bit of that too it's just everything about this song oh great i missed it (laughs) (laughs) let me rewind it a bit sorry guys there we go as i'm driving in my car i'm going like this <laughs> it's great stuff. I mean, I, I think I'm gonna play a little bit of like towards the end also. Like the it it changes a lot. Like it's it has so many different layers to it, this song. Like this part is like it could be a different song entirely. That's the thing I've noticed with them. They can like change styles in the middle of the song. It's like, whoa. And then they go back to the hook. And it's just just like, it 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 brings you back around. It's a full circle. Yeah, it's incredible. (laughs) It's great stuff. Uh, As much as I love, I I love 6,000 Horns. It's definitely my favorite track off the album. But another top contender for it also, I have to throw it in there, is the song Lovely. Uh, That's, it's the second to last track excuse me on the album and it's incredible A really funny image or scenario popped into my head for that song also. Um, I, I imagined myself like, you know how like in, in the movies at least, like there's big proms and they're like in the gyms and stuff. Yeah. And they have a bunch of decorations and there's like when they're slow dancing, there's like a disco ball sometimes. And then there's like a live band in like matching suits and stuff. Um, I picture that happening. So like I'm at a prom and I'm dancing, slow dancing to this song. And... There's like a disco ball and everything. But I mean with this song, 
I'm, I'm dancing, slow dancing to this, but like the gym's on fire and like everything's slowly collapsing around me. Yeah, I can picture that. You know? And like just everything's on fire and shit and <laughs> the band is up there in matching suits and stuff and they're just, they're welcoming the fire with this enchanting song. And then the fire gets put out um, because the crowd is tearing up because of how beautiful it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they put it out with their tears because it's, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, great stuff. Heavy Roller, I mean, geez, definitely, definitely a great one. And moving into the next one, I mean, this, like I said earlier, is a staple and an icon dare I say, legendary. And it, it definitely, it, it has to be in the files of history as one of the best modern garage psych albums of all time. So like, I mean, putting it up there with other albums from other bands that we listen to. So like, it's, fucking like modern day stuff it'll be you know floating coffin the ocs uh i'm in your mind fuzz king gizzard and the lizard wizard brain telephone frankie and the witch fingers it's it's like the top you know top tier stuff fucking you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah and of course i'm talking it's it's brain telephone brain telephone 2017. The year is 2017. And caught by a storm, the world sees the al the amazing album cover of Brain Telephone. I mean, the album cover alone is eye-catching and beautiful. It was, I can't stop staring at it right now. Yeah, like <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it's great stuff. Um, the artwork, the original artwork was uh, by uh, Nikki Pickle and Dylan. Uh, great stuff. Nikki's now the bass player of the band, and it's great. Uh, but she did the original artwork for it. And I always bring this up of how the original die-cut sleeve is one of my favorite die-cut sleeves ever made. And it, cause it's so brilliant. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, we can't show it to you here on YouTube, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> for those of you that want to see it, go ahead and check it out. It's brilliant. Um, I was actually lucky enough... I. I didn't own Brain Telephone uh, until I got the remastered edition that came out this year. Uh, just recently, actually. Um, but I was able to get an original pressing with a die cut sleeve, also, and it's great. I love it. It's I had to I had to buy the album twice for the die cut sleeve. <laughs> um, it's incredible stuff. Uh, so I can't talk about this album without. I mean, what? I'm starting the, the album with their opening track, Brain Telephone. And this definitely just lends to the fact that Frankie definitely knows how to choose the opening track for an album.
And it's great because it's all built up. And then it builds and builds and builds and it just gets... And it gets better. I mean, come on. That song. Jeez, what a what a way to just God, what an opening. You know, I was at I was at the beach this weekend or this past weekend, uh, uh learning how to surf. This song was playing in my head the whole time. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect for it, yeah. Such a great beach song. Yeah, for sure. Uh the the guitar part when I first heard that guitar part, the bing ding ding bing bing or like the bass part, I was like the instruments are they definitely have to be way up here to play like it's just it's great stuff i mean what an what an opening track <laughs> yeah you can go on to your uh to your favorite track what's your favorite track off the album my favorite track is of course sinister position uh yes yes, yes. if you know me i mean i love my western stuff but i also love my uh circus music uh. Circus, you say? Yeah, this is like, uh, you know, you went to the circus and you just took a tab of acid right before. Mm, interesting. Let's check it out. Great stuff. Yeah, when I listened to this for the first time, I was like, yep, definitely I'm at the circus that, you know, those shitty circuses that come there at like the parking lot of the mall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I felt like I was there. I could hear all the voices around me, see all the lights, getting on the rides and all those effects they put on it, all the flange, uh, all the chorus, all the whatever they put. I don't, those are probably wrong, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to um, ask him next week. Yeah, we'll ask him next week. Um, what did I write about it? There's just so much in that song. Like that, that one part doesn't just do it justice. Like, <clears throat> so it's the beep, 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 mm-hmm. beep, but then it goes into like this crazy thing. Like you went into a, a house of mirrors, but then you go back outside and it goes back to the beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do have a um, constructive criticism for this song though. Uh-oh. The ending is a bit abrupt. I, I I would love to hear that last bit for like at least two more minutes of them just jamming, doing random weird noises like pew, plugging in the guitar to like a TV, not not the input jack, but like on the TV screen, uh-huh. uh, just shit like that. I mean, that would have mm-hmm. been great, but mm-hmm. I can't say more about this song. This is you just listen to it, you fans. Go listen to it right now. <laughs> <laughs> go check out go buy a brand telephone on go greenway records it. right now buy the die cut and listen to it <laughs> buy the die cut on discogs for five hundred thousand dollars it's the uh-huh. only way or trade it like i did 
uh, or trade for it. That's what I meant. Um, now, before we move on, I mean, I can't. This next song off Brain Telephone is it's my favorite Frankie and the Witch Fingers song ever. And that's a big statement because I love a lot of their songs. Um, but this song in particular, I don't know what it, I, I can't even tell you why, but it definitely invokes some sort of emotion in me. And we had talked about it a little bit, uh, this sort of feeling, uh, last week, uh, with Nicole, uh, Tubo and, uh, it's very nostalgic. Like it, it, it has like a nostalgic property to it that is incredible. And like the first time I heard this song, I, I like felt like I wanted to weep. Like, <laughs> and I, there's no real reason for it. Like it's just, I, I don't know. The sound of it is just incredible. And the song that I'm referring to is "Let Love Be Love." I mean, jeez, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, every time I'm in my car and I'm listening to, like, all my songs on shuffle and this song comes on, there's there's always a lot of songs that if they come on, I have to hear them. Yeah. This is definitely one of them that I have to hear, but I'll put it on repeat and hear it again <laughs> after. Because it's just, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I wish I could say more to describe how much I love this song, but I can't. You know, um, I heard a, a rumor about this song. Really? It, it reminded me of, um, you know how Paul McCartney said that uh, his mother came to him in a dream and uh -huh. that's how he wrote Let It Be? Mm -hmm. Well, I heard John Lennon came to, came to him in a dream and said, write this song and he gave him the whole song. He came to Dylan in a dream? He came to Dylan in a dream. He's like, record this, make it a song. Make this a song. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll ask we'll ask him we'll ask him next week. Be like, hey Dylan, did John Lennon come to you in a dream and say, make this a song? <laughs> but, but yeah, the ending of this song is definitely one of the ones also that it just it gets you in a trance almost, and it's like it just it's beautiful. Great stuff. Great stuff. Brain Telephone. I Amazing. Mean, give it up for Brain Telephone. Everybody. And now, my God. <laughs> just so, when you thought it couldn't get any better. Just literally when you thought. You're like, how can, how can they follow up Brain Telephone? What do you, what do you, what's, how can you, what? 
But then here comes a motherfucking Zam. That's right, motherfucking Zam. Um, such a great, fantastic fucking album. Uh, not, I, I can't even really put it into words. It came out in 2019, by the way, for those who don't know. Um, I mean, just comparing the album art between this and Brain Telephone, like, it's completely different. It's so simple, but it's so psychedelic in just a minimalist kind of way. That's what really caught my eye. Yeah, I love seeing the album covers next to each other, Brain Telephone and Zam, because it's so, like, contrasting. Yeah. It's just like, wow. Like, it stands out, really. Now, my favorite uh, song, my... uh Top of the Pops for this record was, of course, Motherfucking Sam. Sorry, I got a little excited there. I mean, <laughs> this song is just what really got me hooked onto Frankie. <clears throat> when I first heard this album, I just decided to play it one day. Of course, you know, going through it all. But when this song played, I was like, what is this? Now, I'm a big fan of Krautrock, and this they just fucking killed it with it. I mean, I know a lot of people, um, as you've told me before, they, they compare them to, to Giz in a lot of ways. And yeah, yeah, gives and like OCs and stuff. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like this, this definitely um, had some similarities, like with Mindfuzz. Of course, they're both kraut rock, garage rock, psych rock, but this is mm-hmm. still Frankie. They do yeah. it. They take it in another complete direction, and it's so original. And I mean, there's just so much going on. When I was listening to it earlier, you know, I was trying to take notes of, oh, I like this part here. I lost this. I, I like this, but I just got lost in the music. <laughs> I couldn't mm-hmm. write down anything. I just, I, I was enjoying it too much. <laughs> yeah. And a note on like that comparison things. Um, a lot of people do, they tend to compare like, oh, Giz uh, sounds like OCs or like OC or Frankie the Witchfingers sounds like Giz and, you know, Slift sounds like OCs and all this dumb stuff. But um, I mean, you, you can't really compare these bands I, they they have they stand on their own two feet and they deliver fucking incredible stuff. So I I don't really I don't personally I don't like comparing bands uh, because I mean what's the point? But yeah. I mean you can you can definitely hear some similarities and stuff in music and stuff. So I mean but that's gonna happen. You can be like oh yeah you know it sounds like it sounds like this. It reminds me of this and stuff. Yeah. But but anyways regardless of that little tangent oh the um, beach boys sound like the beatles well the beatles sound like the beach boys <laughs> shut up yeah uh <laughs> just enjoy the music enjoy it and definitely listen to zam right now stop what you're doing stop watching this episode listen to zam stop this episode now and go listen to zam but and then, then come back come back and finish watching it so we get to view and it. finish watching it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah finish watching it and let me know what you thought 
of this goddamn song. Now, of course, that's realization. Um, and for me, it was imposs- nearly impossible to choose a song, one song off this album, because every single song on this album could have easily been chosen. Um, but the two that I could not choose between is Realization and this song. I mean, my God, both bangers if I ever heard any. And that that's the other song that I had mentioned earlier the with the wah pedal. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And I think that's one of the best back-to-back tracks on any album ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's saying a lot. But yeah. Realization Into Pleasure is just like, fuck. Like, you finish Realization, you're like, ooh, I need to take a breather. And then... Boom, it hits you with pleasure. You're like, God damn it. I guess I have to go back into the shit, you know? Like back into the goddamn mosh pit and just crack some more skulls. Um, but, geez, it's, it's incredible. Like the the energy of those two songs is great stuff. And um, it's great. I, I also have to shout out to um, the 7-inch the that Greenway did. I uh, have one of the hand-poured editions of the pleasure single and it has realization but the acoustic version as a b-side and or it's the demo version sorry and that version is also really cool so if you guys haven't heard that version check it out i think it's on youtube um it's great stuff i i just love both of those songs a lot and zam zam is great zam is amazing Uh, i mean starting off even dracula drug I was driving mm-hmm. through like a some back road somewhere like at midnight, I think. So it was all spooky. There were trees going everywhere. I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if ghosts are going to come out or what." But the song fit it perfectly, and it made me feel so happy. It was the perfect, like you said earlier. They know how to pick a the great first track off an album. Since yes. the tone, Dracula and Drug is the one. What what a ballsy move to open an album with an eight minute and 50 second song yeah and i mean plenty of artists do it but i mean this is such a powerhouse dracula drug can't do it like this you don't see it that often you can't it's I, it starts off with all the all the ambient sounds and then it comes in with the bass here in a bit there it is 
It's great stuff. I mean, Frankie really knows how to build things up. Like to it makes it sound more epic. Like it's 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 great stuff the way they're able to just like, "Oh, let's 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 hold this part out some more and you know, just just fucking build it up." Yeah, so Zam, jeez, what a what a behemoth. And then going into another, I mean, this, here's another perfect example. I mean, like I said, all of their albums, they're they're just like you can't top this, but then somehow they they do it. Uh, I remember I was super super hyped for this album when they were announcing it. Um, and yeah, it's it's great stuff. I was super excited for it. Um, and one of the well, before I get into that, sorry. It's monsters eating people, eating monsters eating people, eating monsters eating people, etc. It was a great album. Uh, there was so much hype around this album when it was coming out for me personally. Uh, because, like like we were saying, Zam was... It just blew my, our minds um, so for me, I was like, God almighty, I cannot wait for them to release more music. Um, and so, yeah, this, this was great stuff, uh, coming after this and the album artwork for this album as well is incredible. Um, it's just, there's a bunch of stuff going on. It's really fun to, it's a fun album cover to, while you're listening to the album, just to, to look at the album artwork, uh, preferably on vinyl and um or you can look at it anywhere but vinyl you have it in hand and it's it's real big print and it looks real cool and you can kind of see each individual monster and you know what's going on and all the the little battles that are happening on the album cover and it's really cool if you have a uh, black light like a uv light uh you can shine it on the cover and it opens a whole new world of secrets uh which is really cool uh so the first song that i chose for this album is Sweet Freak. Now, that song really hooks you too with the bass line right at the beginning. It, it, it just it's it's great stuff. It really it really brings you in. It reels you in. And 
This is the first album with uh, Nikki on bass, I believe. Um, and it's great stuff. Uh, with their current lineup, really good stuff. And I really like the the play on like time signatures that they're doing with the mm-hmm. drums and then the rest of the band. Super cool stuff. Uh, I always like when when um, when bands or songs do that kind of stuff. They kind of play with uh, different time signatures and stuff. Kind of proggy. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I have to give big ups to Shaughnessy Star, uh, the drummer on he he drummed on Zam, I believe. Um, but on this one, man, all the percussion work on this album yeah. is incredible. Um, I know the next few songs that we're going to talk about uh, all have really cool uh, percussion bits. Um, and one of the cool percussion openings was on one of the tracks that you chose, Wesley. There was a bunch of percussion on that. So why don't you have, go ahead and talk about that. Yes, that would be Cavehead <clears throat> right from the beginning. Well, when I first heard it, I was like, what? But then I let it play again, or I let it play on. I was like, oh, okay. So I started it from the beginning, and I was like, oh, this all makes sense. Very mm-hmm. articulate, very well orchestrated, very well produced. Uh, everything is just right where it belongs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how else to describe that. Just I want to play a. I want to play a bit beginning of the beginning. Part. Yeah, play yeah, the beginning. for the beginning. <laughs> Great stuff. I mean, that percussion is insane. It actually reminds me of uh, jamming in high school. Like whenever we just fuck around in the percussion room with the different instruments. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, that's it, but like, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do it good. <laughs> Unlike us in high school. Well, actually, in my notes here, it says drums are godly. So uh, he did it yeah. godly. I, I wrote that too. I wrote, uh, <laughs> I wrote uh, Shaughnessy is S tier. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, what a legend. Um, I know you wanted to talk about this bit of the song also, which is really cool. Uh, before we get into that, uh, oh, specifically, um, <clears throat> like many of their other songs, I like how it, 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 it could just go crazy. Like it starts off with that little, it's kind of heavier, but then it could just go balls to the wall crazy and they get right back into the groove, which is, uh, what I was, uh, telling you about earlier. One thing I forgot to mention uh, 
on Sweet Freak, but good thing we we heard that little bit is the uh, the wind instruments like the brass and the saxophone yeah. and stuff that's on the album. God, great stuff, great uh, introduction. I remember when they were recording this album, they released uh, I believe they released like a little snippet on uh, Instagram of like saxophones and maybe some brass also, and I was like, oh shit like <laughs> fucking awesome like it's, it's that's awesome and it does it sounds great there's a really cool um saxophone bit in sweet freak also um but yeah i mean what a great tune what for, a great album for cavehead um going back to it the ending mm-hmm. of that with the starting with the bass specifically how they were doing that those little chord changes mm-hmm. i was like oh kind of beatlesque but once the horns came in i was like oh my god this is amazing i don't want this to end but then it beautifully mm. transitions into their final track on this album like the transition is immaculate it's so perfect mm-hmm. it's like i want more of this check it out oh well great spotify there's a little <laughs> space but <laughs> you see if you listen to it on vinyl that won't happen it won't it went to a little jump. Well, I've just got a Spotify, plug. and it sounded fine to me, so... Oh, well, you Just know. saying. I like supporting the band directly from uh, on Greenway Records. But uh, regardless... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> a little bit of a dig there. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, before we go... Uh, on the, Before we're done with this album, I have to talk about, again, everybody knows it's a recurring theme, their opening track. But, oh God, the percussion work on this. Listen to this on Activate. another track that they they it's it's a long one seven minutes and 56 seconds great stuff i mean god opening it with the percussion so from the percussion it just goes into this magical song um there's also this one bit uh towards the end that or like yeah towards the end it's very when I first heard it, I felt like it was in a trance or like a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a fever dream. There's something very dreamy about it. It's very like, it's like a trance almost. Um, and <clears throat> I don't know. I, I Like I said, it was like in a, in a fever dream, but a good fever dream. Not like, <laughs> oh, this is terrible. But like, I don't know. It was great. It was the score to uh, a great fever dream. Um, but that was their latest release in 2020 or 2021 when did that come out 2020 2020, yeah um and 
judging by their Instagram, they're already working on new stuff. So can't wait for that. Uh, we'll talk to him more about that, see if we can squeeze some details out of him. But before we go, I do have to close it off with one of their most bangeriest bangers of a song. Um, and it's funny because they actually closed with this song when I saw them uh, in Austin. And it's only fitting that this is the last song that we talk about because it is absolutely incredible. And it's tea. I mean, God, that just, that makes me want to just go outside and smash a TV with a flamethrower. <laughs> makes me want to go to the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. That's why Frankie's music is so great. You can, you can do you can multiple things to it. Do whatever you want while you listen yeah, exactly. to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was, of course, off uh, the seven inch single that they came out with uh and it was drip tea yes uh and it's great stuff but that closes it up everybody i hope you guys enjoyed this deep dive of frankie and the witch fingers um if you guys enjoyed it leave a like uh comment um we will be posting on instagram if you want to go follow us on instagram at at overcast.podcast on instagram uh you can go follow us and we will be doing a thing where you could submit questions to ask to Dylan. We'll have Dylan on next week and we'll ask him some of your questions. So be sure to do that. Or and leave a comment with the question on this video. On the video. Yeah. Here on YouTube, uh, go ahead and subscribe uh, and check us out everywhere uh, on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we have, we're on every streaming service now, I believe not just Spotify. I know that we post about Spotify, but that's just habit at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are on all streaming services. So if you want to go ahead and check us out there, that'd be great. And yeah, thanks you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next week with Dylan. Peace. Peace and love. <laughs>